dollars, the enlightened ones We bring facts, we coming from a unique perspective that's black We talk about everything from sports to the news The hottest new music or the social issues They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people Yo, 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 welcome back to season two, episode yo, one man. of yes, the Enlightened Ones podcast. Damn, it feels good to be back on this mic, boy. Man, it feels good to be back. Good to see my brothers, man. What is going on, man? Y'all looking good, looking good, man. As always, though, y'all got your boy Deuce in the building. Can't forget about me. We got my man Don. Don, what's happening with you? What's good, bro? What's good? What's good? And we back, man. We back, we back. And y'all heard him before, but he's officially on the show permanently now. My brother-in-law, my brother in the bond, my main man, Mailman. What's yes, sir. Bro? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Mail, what's good, baby? Ah, oh, man. Oh, man. Damn, so happy bro. to be back. Hey, it feels good to be on here, man. Good to see y'all, man. Uh, it's been, it's been two, when did we, when did we wrap up the first season? It's been like a month and some change. Easily. Gosh. I like February-ish. Is it that long? March? Uh, nah, yeah, it had to be sometime March. in March. March. Yeah. March. Yep. Yeah, it was yep. definitely March. Damn. Yeah, it's been a grip, dog. It's, um, Oof. I'm not going to lie. It does feel good. It was much needed. Uh, oh, much needed a little man. break. Refocus on everything, man. Love doing the podcast, but you know, planning, doing everything. It it's still uh it's almost like a second job. So uh I think to get a little break, uh clear your mind, get back onto it, man. It feels it feels amazing being back. Uh, but now nah, man, let's uh do what we ain't done in a while, man. Let's get a, a mental health check-in going on around the table. So yes, who, wants, who wants to start the season off with their mental health check-in? Hey man, we gotta do deference, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got a difference card on him. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Huh. That's how we do it. All right. Um, well, my mental health right now is I'm starting the week off well. I'm gonna say it at eight, man. Hey, nice solid eight. I'm, I like I'm, that. I'm on a high right now, man. Oh, shit, I like that. I, I'm not mad at it all. Uh shit, I'll jump in next. Uh to be honest with y'all. Uh, I'm at 8.7. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Woo! It's uh, definitely one of the high. I mean, I'm just feeling good, man. And we'll, you know, we'll jump into it here in a second on why. Uh, But I'm feeling good, man. Being back, dog, it's just been a nice, beautiful, sunny day, too. So it's like everything is perfect right now. Um, I would be a little over. Hey, I'd probably go into the nines, uh, but I still got a little anxiety, some nerves about some stuff coming up. Uh, but I'm a solid 8.7. I feel good, feeling great. What about you, Dan? Ah, man, I'm probably about a seven, man. I'm solid seven. 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 Yeah, I'm probably seven. about a seven, man. Hey, man, it's a Monday. A seven on a Monday is always good. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, no, man, but uh, not nah, good, man. I'm glad everybody's you know in the right direction, uh, mental wise. We're doing good. We're looking good. Um. Keep saying, I but it, it, 
It really does feel good being back on the show, man. Yeah, I need to hear. I got to uh, <laughs> schedule me a cut, I think, Thursday or something. I got to hit a uh, – I'm hitting Lex Friday going to um, – driving down to Lex. Serenity is graduating uh, doctorates. So oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, clutch. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Joe Serenity. I'm like, oh. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Wait, she grew up real fast. <laughs> nah, my cousin. I told her I, I missed her bachelor's. I missed her master's. I said, I'm not missing the doctorate. So uh, oh, I'm going to be there for, real big for doc, for sure, for sure. Uh, but now, nah, man, um, now let's jump into it. So we just said it's been about a month and some change since the season ended. Uh <laughs> I know we've all had all kinds of different shit going on when that month. It's been so, wild, bro. It really has been wild. Whew, it has been. So, you know, what What y'all been up to, man? Let's fill everybody in on what's been going on in y'all's lives <sighs> uh, since I, since we last met on here, man. So since I go first, man, since we left off in March, man, it's been like a roller coaster, dog. Uh, been applying for jobs left and right. Finally got one hooked. Uh I'm not gonna throw the name of my company out there because some of y'all weird, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's in the uh, tobacco industry, man. I, I'm a territory manager position. I got a couple counties under my belt. Start that on the 16th. Man. All this good stuff, man. So it's kind of setting me and my family up for for something big in the future. So I'm kind of happy about that. Uh, what else, man? Uh, my daughter, she's about to start school in August, so trying to get the paperwork and all that stuff in by the deadline. That's been nerve wracking, but we Ooh. finally got that. Got that knocked all out and all that good stuff. And, man, just uh, – man, life's been great outside of that. Man, got a, a couple of family things that kind of controlling my mind at that. But I'll, t- I'll kind of get into that a little bit later on and what we're thankful for. And, uh, but yeah, man, that's probably that's, – that's about it, man. Life's been great so far since we left off. Gotcha. gotcha. good. Love it. Love the positivity. I <laughs> love it. Go ahead, man. I'll let you go ahead. I, I ended off what you got. All right. So uh... – same kind of same thing as Don, man. You know, um, found a new job, uh, put in my two weeks' notice on Friday. So that's why today is especially good because I'm like, hey, y'all don't send me no bullshit because I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here in a couple weeks, man. Let me do my time and you know, get out on good behavior. Big but now, nah, man, um, you know, really, I really want to shout out my therapist because you know, I, I lay in all my stuff with him. Uh, and he knows and he he knows it was time for me to leave that job. Uh, mm-hmm. He he didn't straight tell me leave your job or nothing like that. It's not his job to do. You know, as a right. therapist, his job is, you know, pretty much pull things out of me. I need to make my own decisions. He's just helping me guide myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't need him making any decisions in my life or anything like that. Just help me dig deeper in myself to see what I need. So uh, I had some BS happen at work and, you know, it's kind of. I've been avoiding leaving my job for a while, uh, mainly because of security, man. I've been doing it for damn near eight years. It's all I've known. You know, I made good money man, doing it. Wow. Um, I mean, I got in that comfort zone and, you know, you get to that point and I told him in one of our sessions, I was like, man, I feel stuck. I'm like, no way's going to pay me what I'm making. Um, I'm not a person that's going to just sit in the office. I got to do some kind of field remote job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sit at home all day either. Um, so it was like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to find it, uh, especially in my industry, in the, the car insurance industry. And I'm like, I'm not working for a body shop or nothing like that. Right. So, 
Uh, yeah, they do. No, sir. I'm really just yeah, trying to get away that. from customers and stuff, too, man. Yeah. Just so much negativity, especially in everything going That's on right, right now. But um, now, nah, man, I, I told him he was hype as hell when I told him. I was like, I came in one session. I was like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find something else. <laughs> uh, prayed on it. Prayed on it. Uh, went back and forth. Found the job. It's perfect for me. Uh, you know, what's funny because most interviews, you know, you got to you fluff stuff a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. tell, you know, a little uh, alternate truths, <laughs> just some <laughs> scenarios. Um, but like I was telling the key, I'm like, this is the first job that I've interviewed for where I was 100% honest and every mm-hmm. question and answer I gave, 100% transparent. Um, the whole process was just amazing. The people were amazing. Um, y'all know me, I'm just big on being myself. So yep. they wanted a lower salary. Um, uh, and I was like, I can't do it. You know, I stood up for myself. Like, I know my value is one of the reasons I'm leaving. I don't feel mm-hmm. valued. So I negotiated with them. They came back. It was still too low. And I told him, you know, dude, you know, I prayed real quick. Called him right back. And I said, you know what? I can only do it for this. You know, I'm sorry if you can't make that work. Yada, yada. Boom. Hey, we can make it work. I'm like, what okay, then. Yeah. What do you say the price yesterday? The price yeah. Today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, man. So that was good, man. Y'all know I love my tree. Um, they don't test for my tree. So I can keep oh, doing my man. activities. <laughs> I was like, I like this is perfect. But no, it's good, man. Uh, I'm excited. That's why I said I couldn't give myself a, a nine just because, you know, I got that anxiety. Uh, nerves with, you know, it's a I career change, man. It's like, Ah, I'm scared, dog. Like I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm be honest with y'all. I'm, I'm a little scared, um, just because I've been doing the same thing for eight years, dog. So to switch up, do Your something kind of different, different yeah, man. It's like ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I can respect that. Yeah, but now that's uh that's where I've been in, man. It's been good, man. I've been working on different projects with my, you know, my dad smoking weed group. We got some some clothes, accessories going with that. Some man. nice gear out there, though. Nice I gear. appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, y'all listening, dadsmokingweed.com. I'm going to dad hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get the hat going. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm doing. Waiting on Jamel's wife to help me out with that. But other than that, man, life's been good. Wife's been good. Kids, family. Uh, it's just been amazing, man. I ain't, ain't got no complaints, man. God, God's in a real blessing season right now, man. So I'm ain't gonna, just opening my <laughs> yeah, heart and my hands to receive it, man. He's in a hell of a blessing season right now. <laughs> For our whole family, bro. For our whole family. Bro. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah, uh, that's where I've been, man. That's what I've been up to. Uh, what about you, my man, Mel? Troy Club. <laughs> Woo, man. Um, talk about being being blessed in a, a facet of ways, man. Like, um, I was in that same situation. Um, and I kind of contributed to... Uh, to my wife, man, I, I've always told her, I said, man, God got a funny way of using you. And uh, she said, why you say that? I said, because, man, I get up and I get comfortable. And I feel like you and God had this talk like, yeah, he getting too comfortable. I need him to achieve more. And you piss me off. You go on. We need to make more money. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing that. And then I go on this job hunt monster crisis. And then I come up with something that's way better. And I'm like, oh, that's what you wanted. Okay, thank you. And and I told her a couple of months ago, I said, you know what? I ain't doing that. We ain't going to have to go through this back and forth. You ain't going to have to piss me off. I want more for myself because 
I'm worth more and I'm built in a completely different manner. Know your worth. There, there's mm-hmm. things about me that have taken me to the position where I'm at and now I'm ready to achieve more. And I went mm-hmm. searching, ended up finding a, um, a job where the base pay was way more um, than what I was going to get paid uh, where I was at. Even if I had stayed there another five years, there'd be no way I'd be making this amount just as a base. Mm-hmm. Um, they redid my contract. So my commission on top of that, instead of being 10%, it's 40%. I mean, just it's just complete oh. blessing on top of blessing. And then the last piece of it was I end up having to take a um, a test that if y'all hey, know before me, you, man, before you keep going, hey, this man's been stressing over yeah, stressing. Yeah. <laughs> He's been stressing. He ain't been so. on the game with yeah. him. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> a good Bruh. month of stressing, dog. Bruh, I've, I've taken so many tests, and I haven't been the world's greatest test taker. And um, I looked up, and I took a test last Thursday. You get your results back in five or ten minutes. Said I failed by a couple of questions. I said, okay, fine. I'm going back in the lab. I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to keep grinding. If this is where God want me to be at, then – I'm just going to keep doing it because this is he's opened his door for me. And then I look up last night, man, crazy enough. I'm studying the last little piece of content that uh, that I need to take my test that I was supposed to take today at two o'clock. And I realized that they didn't filter in all of my results yet. So the test that I thought I failed last week, I actually passed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and so I'm at, I'm here. At, I'm 7:30 and you know in the night. And I'm like, okay, I just need the last little bit of study and I'm done. And I realize I passed my test already the first try. <laughs> and I'm like, this man getting ready for round two. He's done. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, man, if you gonna show up, I mean, show up. But I mean, it's it's been a nothing short of a blessing, man. I've already got some some uh clients lined up, man, that are ready to work and um, ready to put some bread in my family's pocket and, and continue to bless us. So it, it's been a roller coaster, but I love Let's it. Let's go, man. Oh, man. I love it. And I think the big takeaway from all of us, man, is just know your worth, man. Facts. Like, it, it's Facts. for me, it's for everybody, but specifically, and I had to talk with some people at work about it, specifically black people, it's like, we don't always value ourselves enough because we're like, oh, I'm just I'm happy to be like, I'm lucky I know. To be here. Yeah, I'm like, lucky I, to be, yeah. In my yeah. job, I was one of the only black people at that level. And I'm like, you know, I'm just glad to be here with the rest. Exactly. Of but it's like, and I, honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. for me, through therapy, it's like, why do you keep undervaluing yourself? Like, mm-hmm. don't let them tell you what you worth. You know what you worth, man. They don't want to do it. Somebody's going to value. And like, I know in my process, that was the number one thing I kept telling uh, Nikki was like, it feels good to be valued. Like these people are everything that I said I wanted. They was out like, oh, your work. And they told me after each interview, she'd call the recruiter, be like, oh, the feedback is great. You know, yep. blah, 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 yeah. blah, yeah. this and that. And I'm like, I told her, I was like, it's just refreshing just to feel valued and needed. And, you know, I wanted to take it. It was like, and then again, going back to that salary thing. And I was like, I know what I'm worth, man. I'm like, if y'all don't want to give me yeah, what I'm worth, buddy. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to yep. keep shorting myself. Um, and it's kind of like the model for this year to me is, man, one, get out that comfort zone. Uh, push yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scary, man. I, when I started applying, I was like, I don't even know my rent. 
<laughs> I haven't done an interview nothing in eight years, dog. I was a young 20-year-old buck at the time. I'm like, I'm in my 30s, dog. I'm like, Game's oh, changed. Yeah, everything's yeah. different. Yeah. I'm nervous as hell, man. I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's just nerve-wracking, man. But, you know, I kept praying on it. I had y'all pushing and motivating, man. It's just mm-hmm. 2023, man, is definitely the year of valuing yourself, getting out of your comfort zone. And just keep motivating everybody else around you, man. Uh, it's wild, man. Uh, when our uncle passed away a couple months ago, me and me, as we was during pack the car up ahead to Kentucky, me and we stopped at the gas station by my sister's crib. Me and Mel walked in. We small talking. He's like, yeah, man, I got, you know, I'm, I'm potentially looking at this job or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm looking at the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, blah, I'm like, man, I'm trying to get this job or whatever. And we talking about it. I'm like, yeah, bro, you, you got that shit, bro. Don't even stress about it. You know we're going to yep. get it. It's going to help us out in the end. And now, look, months later, nigga, we, we hype. We hype. Hey, the man. Job, man. That's power in words, man. Power yeah, in man. words. You know, I, you know, just from our, you know, success, I mean, it's crazy how it played out for all of us. You know Crazy. what I mean? And then within that Crazy. month and a half span, how it all played out for us, that's uh, wild. But I just hope anybody listening, you know, use that as motivation, man. Like, if we can do it, you can do it. You know, don't let that company, you know, tell you you only worth this. If you yeah. know you worth more, for sure. Now, yeah. some of y'all might only be worth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when hey, I he say know your worth. Yeah, know your worth. That doesn't mean your worth is high. <laughs> if you know you go into work and do the bare minimum, don't expect to get top dollar. 200K a year, you like, what? Right. Yeah. You're like, know your worth. Like, I knew I put in work. I'm a top performer. Like, nah. If I knew I was just coming in doing bare minimum, Hey, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna roll because right. I'm getting paid to do bare minimum. Bro. But no, just before it though, man, if y'all listening, man, and you just on that cusp of man, hey, do it. Pray on it. Keep praying on it. It's not just a one-time Ash. deal. Nope. Keep praying on it. Keep praying on it. Tell God to speak to you. Um mm-hmm. use that, man. Them emotions, the fear, everything like that. Uh just to fuel you, man. Like the anxiety was tearing me up, dog. It's kicking my ass right now. Uh, yeah, I'm still, Bruh. man. Still me, getting but right now. It's a little bit more control because I'm like, God wanted me to do this for a reason. Everything played out the way it played out for a reason because God wanted me to step out of my comfort zone and challenge myself. That's how I got my first job to begin with. You got that comfort, challenge yourself, move up. Uh, then, no, man, just y'all keep doing y'all's thing. Uh, take that lead, man. I can't move on, man. See, us, us three got new jobs, and I got to shout out my sister, man. She just started a new job as well. So, shout out hey, to my sister. Yes. Shout hey. out to my sister, man. We all over here making some moves, man. Hey, since, since we're doing that, two of my sands, they both got new jobs as well. <laughs> Let's go, man. Everybody hey. was like, enough's enough. Let's I, go. I start May 16th, too. My, one of my other sands, he starts May 16th. I, isn't I start May 16th, too. I'm like, hey, we doing this, man. Uh, shit, I was like Friday 13th, my last day. It ain't scary to me, boy. It's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man, but now good shit, man. Uh, I'm just you know, I'm glad to see everybody's doing great. Uh achieving, man. That's what it's all about. Um going there and challenging, you know, do your thing, man. Um, I do want to mention one thing too, real quick. Achieving made me think about our our fraternity. Uh I went to a opera for the first time yesterday and it was actually um 
there's a, a alpha out here. Uh, shout out Ryan Bell. He started. Um, he's kind of got an organization called Black Father Family, um, mm-hmm. and it's that. just it's kind of the same thing that we do. Uh, he do, does it out here in the local community. So I've always been trying to work with him with different stuff like that. So he got a bunch of tickets for this opera, uh, and it was you know it was a black man doing it. I'm like shit. If I'm a, I'm gonna go to the opera. Let the first one be a black man. I was like, right, right. right. <laughs> I was like, let's check it out. And I, you know, I read it. it was talking about him. The opera's kind of about his, you know, just being black in general. Um, so it was. I was like, you know, let's see. Took my daughter. Took my wife. Um, I was like, let's check it out. We went. Not gonna BS y'all. The first <laughs> half, I was too immature. Uh, it was funny to me, man. I was just, I wasn't used to that, dog. So I'm holding in laughs. Uh, it was just so different to me. And I just, I didn't get it right away. We did the intermission, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, hell no. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell did we go to? I'm like, it's free. It, it is what it is. So we stuck around for the second part. Now the second part was deep, man. It was that was like some real art phenomenal. Yeah. That I was like, oh yeah, this shit is dope. I was like, that was that was dope. I didn't have the maturity for the first half, but second half I really <laughs> admired the art, uh, the art of it. And they did a QA and stuff with uh the man, and it was wild because people were asking, you know, deep questions. It was good because there was a lot of white people there. It was more white people than black people. And, you know, they were asking some really good questions of um, just like one question that kind of stuck out to me was with, you know, everything happened to George Floyd, everything during 2020, when everything kind of got put on spotlight of all the, you know, injustices in the world with black people. You know, a lot of companies kind of switched up and pro-black, pro-diversity, yada, yada, yada. Um, one of the ladies brought up that she brought that up and then she says, you know, like she asked him how he felt like that people now and companies now are like, you know, now it's time to go back to normal. Yeah. Uh, like normal. What normal is right. when we didn't give any kind of recognition. We didn't show any of the injustices and not like that. We just going to go back to being blind and stuff. Uh, but to me, it was good because there was a lot of, uh, you know, white people in there that, you know, openly admitted that, hey, I didn't understand a lot of stuff. and. You know, sometimes it takes it's just talking and figuring it out because a lot of white people are like, are they exaggerating? Uh, Mm -hmm. Does this stuff really happen? Is that how they feel? And, you know, things like that just kind of open everybody up to say, uh, because not even just white people, it's black people that had different experiences that don't see that life. Um, Mm -hmm. You can kind of realize, like, you know what, this is real. It's not just black people complaining about this and kind of making an excuse of why they can't do this, yada, yada. And, you know, a lot of people have that mindset, but I thought that Q&A was dope. There was a lot of insightful questions. Um, a dope one, too, and they kind of got personal, and they were just asking him. He's from Ohio. They was asking favorite sports teams and stuff, and he was a Steelers fan. I was like, okay, then. So, Checkbox. He said he's a that's Celtics sad. fan. Checkbox. And then throughout the whole thing, even in the middle of his show, he kept talking about his uh, fraternity. All he kept saying was my fraternity fraternity this I and like that. that somebody came and was like at the end it was like it was like you kept saying fraternity you know which which fraternity are you in he said i always tell people i'm in the best fraternity 
<laughs> and they were like, okay, but which one is that? I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's doing opera. He's not your normal black dude. He's probably in some, he's probably in some band. Yeah, I stereotype. <laughs> like, he's probably in one of weird band fraternities, something weird like that. He said, no, nah, I'm in the best fraternity. I was like, which one? Cap Alpha Psi. I said, let's go. Hey, I couldn't what? hold it in. I said, yo, yes, baby. <laughs> yo, yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo. <laughs> he stopped pointing at me. He was like, okay. <laughs> then once it wrapped up, uh, he came down to me. We was about to leave. He came down to me. Like, hold on, hold on. He started talking to me and stuff. We got some pictures. Uh, but I thought that was dope, man. You just never know. Uh, not that was, that's achievement, man. He's a, uh, he said he's gone nine and a half months a year traveling. Like after he left Roanoke, he went from Roanoke to France. <laughs> like he's wow. performing presidents and everything. That's he's just. It was just dope, man. That's what I wanted to bring. It was a dope experience. And it really, I was like, shit, I need to get him on the podcast because we always talk about people that, black people that are doing stuff that is not common. So I'm like, black opera, what? <laughs> so Never it, thought about it. Yeah. And he was like a regular <laughs> black dude. Like after talking to him, I'm like, this is bro, man, right here. Like, what's happening? <laughs> he wouldn't know cornball or nothing like that. Right. You know, the, I'm thinking he might be Uncle Tomish. Nah. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was dope, man. But uh, I just yeah, want to throw low. that in there, man, because. It fit with what we do here on the podcast. So I was like, you know, it's a dope experience to have. Oh man. But now let's uh yes, sir. Let's jump in. Um, let's jump in some topics real quick, man. Uh, let's see. First of all, this is this rolled out today. DeAndre Hopkins hit with a six-game suspension for breaking the NFL's uh PED policy. I hate that. I hate it. Uh, did y'all see it. any details? I haven't seen. I've seen multiple sources, but no real details of what you know what happened. What how, it was. Yeah, what it was. Nah, how it happened? Well, they said that um, that he had a an appeal and he mm-hmm. re- redacted his appeal. And so when you see that. stuff like that, when they they start they look at an appeal and they start to just take it away automatically, like, nah, I ain't gonna appeal it. It must be something that he's like, look. If I don't, if I do appeal this, there may be more stuff to come out. So I might as well just go ahead and sit out these six games. Nah, I think, man, I seen that he was going to appeal it and then he retracted. I was like, ah, you know, you're guilty. <laughs> like, so like, there's no way around it. Like, yeah, yeah if I'm not going to appeal something, I, I'm typically yeah. guilty just to be 100. Because even if, if I'm guilty, but not obviously guilty, I'm going to appeal it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, like, that's, my, that's what I think. So I'm thinking that he, he knew it was. It was something illegal, and he went ahead. Yeah. Because if it was like doctor prescribed or something, you couldn't. You know, he would appeal it. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah, think he's... he did this on his own. He was just like, because you know he missed a lot of games last year. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking he was trying to like trying to get back into the season, and then. And yeah. see, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it was. You know, I don't hate DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite wide receiver in the NFL right, right. now. Uh, oh yeah, I, for sure. I hate. I hate this. Um, because I feel like it's gonna tarnish his legacy. Yeah, um, I just it it. I'm hoping it's like what Don just said that if he did it because you know he had his injury, he's trying to bounce back, he's trying to speed up recovery, right. whatever have you. But people can go back and say, nah, he might he's probably doing this. That's why he's always been one of the best wide receivers because he's been doing this. Yada yada yada, and they're gonna take away, you know, all of his accolades that, you know, he's gained thus far. Yeah, I hope that. Uh, yeah, That's I hope what that I hate for it, man. Because you know, 
DeAndre Hopkins got a hell of a story, man. And yeah, it's not even just a story. He can back up everything he he's does. Cold, bro. Yeah, he's a beast. Bro, he's, a monster. he's He's been well, he, a monster for years. Well, he was yeah. like two years in a row without dropping a pass. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's one of the most consistent receivers and just an overall good person. And it's nasty on the field. It's it's like you can't you can't get no better than that, man. It's uh, I don't know. I hate that though. Um, I was hoping that you know he would appeal, but. If he's not going to appeal, it does kind of say, hey, I'm guilty. I'm just going to yeah. eat this. Yeah. Uh, from a fantasy football standpoint, so I'm like. I bring up, too. Yeah. You know, he's top five every year, though. Yeah, it's like. He top five every year. For all the owners out there, uh, it's like, do you draft him, leave him on your bench until he comes back? <laughs> or what do you do? Because you're not just going to leave him in the draft, and I'm not going to take him early. But I'm not. You can't no, he gets like. Turn. Fifth round. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. The, the guys that be in the pigskin junkie, stay away from them. <laughs> stay away from them because I need them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I hate man. You know what? That's the worst thing about fantasy, too, is people don't even be caring about you as a person, really. Like when you get injured and shit, oh, it's not damn, I hope he's okay. It's like damn, it's my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to win this year. You tripping? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I hate that it's like that, but I understand. It's just the competitive part of it because I'm definitely guilty of that, man. You know how many times oh, I've yeah. seen some shit? One time, I'm like, what? Yeah. All I needed was three points and they get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, get your bitch ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you don't man, finish this You want to fumble on really, the two? The <laughs> two? This man really hurt right now, and I'm mad about three points. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, man. I, I hate that guilty. shit. Yeah, I'm guilty too. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're going to switch from NFL to NBA real quick. Um, oh, God. We're going to jump into one. I'm going to top off my Celtics. Swept the Nets. Swept the Nets. Yes. Uh, so my question for y'all, man, how do y'all feel about Steve Nash? I'll tell you my opinion first. Go ahead. I don't see Steve Nash as a real coach. He's got a great team. I, mean, I love Steve Nash. Don't get me wrong. Okay. He's not a coach to me. Um, he's got great players, but he's not a great coach to me. Um, and I think this is kind of exposing that a little bit. Just my take on it. I think, one, you got this awesome, which every year should be top caliber championship team. You're the only team that got swept in the first round. I, there's no excuse to me. There's literally no excuse to get swept. I know the okay. Celtics has been nice. I mean, look, shit, look what the Bucks just did. You know what I'm saying? First yeah. game. So, what, how do you I, feel about that? Hold on, Don. Let me let me ahead, let ahead. me jump in. All right. Ahead, so, bro. man, I, I've been looking at it, man. Looking at his overall record. Looking at what he's doing. He's been 500 over 500 for two seasons straight. Okay, so he's not doing terrible. Shit with that this, team, he better be shit. We, we okay, right, exactly. So this is my thing, man. I don't even think, and I've read a lot of the reports that he's had. I don't even think that he really sees himself as a coach per se, but more as a moderator. And mm. there's a lot of coaches out there that are just true moderators, like Calipari. You see what I mean, like. 
Wow. Wow. Oh, Shots man. fired. My bad. We're going to get back on wow. He was on TV, Woo. bro. My bad. Wow. He, he was on TV. Like, my bad. He's a really good moderator, man. I had a college coach that was the same way. I knew more about the game than he did. And so, yes, Steve Nash knows the game like no other. He's, he's a heck of a player. But mm-hmm. when you got players like Kevin Durant, you don't think that man know the game? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you expect to coach LeBron? You don't think that man know the game? Like, Tyrone Lue had the same issue. Like, he was just a moderator. And so, mm-hmm. hey, I'm calling oh, it. I'm calling it. He is a moderator. He is not a great coach. Mm. But it's okay to be a moderator, but you just have to know how to do it. Now, my second piece to that is, man, Nash's hand that he was dealt this year with this season with the ins and outs of the injuries, the off-court issues. I don't hear no excuses. Hey, man, trust that man is – he is just doing the best that he can – without having to be super vocal about it. You know, there's coaches that's super vocal. He's not that guy. He's one of those, I'm going to protect the player because I used to be the player. He protected Ben Simmons. He's like, hey, look, I know he's hurt. He's hurt, injuring, you know, dealing with his back injury and other things off, off court. We want him back, but we understand that he needs to take care of some things so that he can be in the best shape and the best possible light when he steps on this court. And we're excited and we're waiting for that. Versus saying, hey, man, he need to suck that up. Because if it was me, I would have told Ben Simmons, like, look, bro, come on now. Like, are you really hurt? Like, what we need to do? So I think he's a great moderator. And I think with the injuries and the random Kyrie's playing and not playing, he hasn't really had a solid four months of a team development. It's like, we might have Kyrie this week. We might not. We play play practice with him all game, and then bam, he ain't there because the the stadium say he got to get vaccinated. That's a lot of stuff. So I think he's a moderator. Uh, I don't know if he's the greatest coach. All right, I'll make this quick. Nah. I'll make it quick, bro. Uh, do I think he's a coach? No. I think he was hired in this position to be a player's best friend. He's played a game. He, he gets certain situations. He can he can communicate with the players, whereas some coaches can't do that. Are there excuses? No. Kyrie chose to not get vaccinated. That's out of Jay Kiss' hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do nothing about that. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but I, I mean, I don't. I can't. I don't know, man. I don't want to say he's a bad coach or whatnot. He's not a good coach. I guess I just want to say, man, give him a full year. Give him a full year because last the first year, KD was a little injured. He didn't play the whole season. Then you had Kyrie on his BS, and then you have all this shit. Let's see what next year happens. If next year ends up being the same thing, then she ain't no coach. But I but, hate it, man. It's just you can't. It's happens but every get, team, every year. You don't it, have because if it's if it's a black man, and I even I hate to even say it like that, but if it's a black coach, you got Doc Rivers. He's out of there, bro. Out. Like, I hate to say it, but but the nigga, the fact that you brought Tyrone Lou in it, yeah, was that one. Hey, Ah, shit. Three, hey, LeBron, coach that. And you, and you, LeBron, coach that. LeBron, Kyrie, Sean, Jr., Caleb, they all say, man, he's a hell of a coach. And he's one of the best coaches out there with X's and O's and making I think he's better than Nash. 
He's a hell of a coach, bro. I would say right now, Tyron Lewis is a top five coach in the league. Look nah, what he did with L.A. Y'all think? Absolutely, though. He took us to four straight finals. Look at the hand he's been dealt every yeah. single time. And we went to four straight finals. With who? Bert. With Ooh. who on your team? Oh, Kyrie and Caleb were out the first year. LeBron did his things. Tyrone Lue did it. LeBron, exactly. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Look at y'all just saying, though. We saying, oh, Tyrone Lue had this. Nash has KD. He had KD, whether Kyrie was in or not. He had KD in the whole squad. There's no excuse. Okay, so what's up with Houston then? Who's in Houston? Or or where is uh where is uh Kevin Durant? No, no, where's James Harden at right now? He's with what the Sixers? Yeah, Philly. Philly. They they in the second round right now. (laughs) But what has he been really doing? He ain't really really going off like that. Well, James Harden, he got a hamstring injury, bro. Oh, I, mean, I, I think, my, but I think, but I think Harden's another. He's another. I think Time's catching up to him too. Yeah, Harden's not Harden no more. Yeah, he's all the not time's caught up to him. He's not that guy. Like yeah, you don't think KD dealing with that too? Absolutely. Because nah. KD came when he tore his Achilles and came back and was eating. KD is still a beast, and the only reason he didn't look like that in the playoffs is just because. Celtics just has a phenomenal defense. defense. Is ridiculous. I mean, They're there's physical. not much. Yeah, there's They're there's not much you can physical. do. And Tatum, hey, shout out Jason Tatum. That man locked his at. Not only did he lock up KD every game, he went nuts offensively, which that not a lot of people can lock up KD and snap offensively. Tatum, that's a long game, bro. He's uh, (laughs) that's all all day long. He's stepping up into the 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 newer goat level status. He's moving into that. I would say that. I would say. I'm not saying he's a goat. He's a level between that. Superstar. Is he, is he becoming he's moving, Jimmy He's Butler-ish? already a superstar to me. He's already, know, he's already he's an all-star. superstar level. He's an all-star. I don't know if I'm putting him in a superstar. The superstars, you got LeBron, KD, Steph. I gave him Giannis. superstar this year. Okay. Okay. I gave him superstar think, this year. What he's okay. done is. Do you got to compare him by, instead of saying superstar, you got to compare him by contract size. So it's, he's not nah, Steph not contract size. Contract ain't got nothing to do with it, bro. It's the, it's, he, at the end of the day, so, that's how your agent negotiates that one for you. You get some bombs with high contracts. Yeah, that ain't got nothing to do with that. Because NBA, you're going to get paid regardless of what you do. Right. You got superstars and you got all-stars. So he's all-star, not superstar. I don't – I mean, if he gets his team to the finals and he's MVP of the finals, that man's in superstar category. I think he's superstar. Um is that the bias cool. Celtics fan, or is that just the? Uh, no, nah, that's just me, man. I t- and I don't. I, got you, okay. I didn't even care for Tatum too much when I, he first came out because I don't like Duke. Uh, so I've always had that <laughs> bias against him <laughs> to begin with. He's made me put my foot in my mouth. Um, and honestly, he reached superstar level this year to me, uh, wow. especially. And it it confirmed it to me sweeping the nets and locking KD's ass up because that's not something that KD's the best player in the NBA. You shut this man down four games in a row in Brooklyn as well. In Brooklyn, like, I don't, to I me, I, don't I, need, I need Short's opinion on this one, bro. <laughs> yeah. I need Short's opinion on that. You know, he's a basketball enthusiast on this one. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that, that's where I'm at with that. I so. think he's close. I think he's close. I can't, like I said, I just got to see, because when you think of the superstars, bro, think of those people that are in that group, that category, and what they've done in the playoffs. They he's all got it. rings. Look what he's doing That's right what I'm now. saying. That's what I'm saying. He's slowing he he he's, he's pushing. Good. If he does that this year, I'll give it to him. But right now, 
I need to see him do two more series. So what's what CP3? Seen, yeah. What's CP3? Point God. <laughs> Point God. He, he ain't got no Point ring. God. He ain't got, he got no ring. Finals, though. I still he think he's in finals. GOAT level. I, th- I, f- I see CP3 in GOAT level talks. Point God. Um, he's refined his game for his age, and he's still balling. That's how you know you. That's, that's, how you know that's you what makes you that high-level superstar status. Mm-hmm. Continue to refine your game to fit where you are. It's you still know, going to get buckets. That's how you know you can you you really like that. Yeah. All right. So hold on. We're gonna we're gonna transition from the since we're talking about superstars, all stars, we're gonna we're gonna do the opposite, go to bum talk. <laughs> we're going straight bum <laughs> talk. Uh so hold on. <laughs> we're going to the opposite scale. They yeah, would call we're... they would call this man booty cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> We going to straight bum talk. So when I say bum talk, yes, I'm referring to Ben Simmons. Uh, My gosh, yeah. I want to I want to get y'all's opinion on uh, bumps. I mean Ben St- uh, Simmons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna read off what Stephen A. said, and can I? And I'm gonna let y'all know now. 100% agreed with him. Uh, so one, he said Ben Simmons might be most pathetic excuse for a pro athlete we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I feel bad for anybody who was his teammate. He quit on LSU, quit on Philadelphia 76ers, and now he ain't showing up for the Brooklyn Nets. We can point to all the excuses, all the rationale behind it we want to. I do recall, despite him not playing, he still filed a grievance to collect $20 million that he has not earned. This is one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my life. And I 125% agreed with everything Stephen A said. Uh, J- Jamie Foxx came out, was like, yo, you being hard. No, fuck Ben Simmons. I've hated Ben Simmons at every level. I've hated him say, in college. You been a UK fan? Yeah, it, I know. He's just, sure, and yeah. it ain't even rival shit. It's just, he comes off as lazy, uh, whiny little girl. Who was it that mm. said he's the, the pretty girl that smokes cigarettes? <laughs> oh, uh, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perk. yeah. And it was that was another. I was like, that I is felt that one. Yeah, I felt yeah. That. <laughs> it's just like, and you know, we talk about on show about mental health and shit all the time. And I, I completely understand. He's probably got some mental issues, but he's brought the mental issues onto himself. And to me, there's literally no excuse. He, there's no excuse of why you didn't play because, and he said he had a. A mental block that will cause him physical back. I don't even know what the fuck he was saying, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like to me, Ben Simmons is such a bum. I just I can't. There's no way I would pay this man to play on my team at all. There's no way I would pay this man to play him. He's a good athlete. I'm gonna give him 100 credit. He's a, a good athlete, not a top play. scorer. I felt like him going to the Nets was gonna be huge for him. Yeah. Because I'm like, he doesn't have to be an offensive threat with the Nets. They want him more for defense anyway. Defense anyway, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's going to be perfect. And I don't even like him. I was like, that hit is a perfect fit. He's going to fit in that system great. You won't even play. <laughs> you bum ass me. You won't even play. <laughs> Man, what did he say? He said, I was going to play game four. Then he was the arena. Dog, you sitting in there. Bro, hey, bro they, said, I hate even the report said. He coming down, his family's coming down, and so we know he's gonna play. Bro, that was all a decoy. All I hate it, man. See, because part of me is like, I, 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 but you know, I hate Stephen A. Smith. Yep. <laughs> I hate him. 
but you I know. definitely agree with him on that for sure. I, I agree with him on for sure. But part of me is like the time that we in, the mental health is oh, yeah. to become a thing. But is it a cop out? Because it's a thing now. Yeah, that's so it's just that like makes it hard. I want to be like, okay, I'm with you, man, because you know I'm trying to be behind my black men and exactly you know, mental health. We we expressing our feelings, and now when you expressing your feelings, everybody got something negative to say, so you don't want to express. So I'm with you, bro. Like I'm trying to like you know I'm trying to with you, but don't come out and say you're gonna play a game, and then the game gets around your black ass don't get off the couch. <laughs> nah, hey Don, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Me. I'm gonna say this. I was 100 agreeing with you, and that's how I felt. Is you know I you know I'm not. We all need to change this mindset. You know, people have mental health issues, yada, yada, yada. I was fully supportive of Ben Simmons. But when he did not play game four, it, it all went out the window for me. That, I think that's what did it for me. That's what put it out the window. I'm like, no, because any top athlete, unless you can show me something on an X-ray MRI that says you can't play for this reason, get your ass on that court. Like what? I think he was just too scared. And I think this is what he doesn't want to say is I'm too scared to come out here. They've all been waiting on me. I come out game four and get my mm. ass busted. <laughs> I don't want to come out, and get busted. Now I'm really sinking mentally because now I feel like I ain't shit. So I'm with you. I'm with you. What I've been saying to people that who argue that, oh, we need to, you know, sympathize, yada, yada, yada. It's like, look, if he's going through that much of a mental health issue over this game, he needs to step away for a little bit. That's it, though. Because you're hurting your teammates. Whether it's intentional or not, you are hurting your teammates, and you're making yourself look worse, and you're just digging yourself down mentally because now you got more critics coming. Oh, this bitch ass, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. You're just hurting yourself. Step away. Let people – I'm not necessarily saying forget about you, but it's like step out. You know, just breathe. Do something else. You know what I mean? Do something else. Come back. Try it again. I'm kind of, I agree with you, bro, but I don't want to bring, there's another person that I want to bring up, but I don't want to change the subject just yet until we officially done with Simmons. Because I feel like we in the same boat with another player. I'm done with Simmons. I ain't got nothing else to say about this, bro. I feel like we in the same boat with, with Zion Williams. Williamson. Mm-hmm. I feel like we in the same boat because he's dunking. You see the videos. He's going hard. And the game time come around, he ain't going to play. To me, I don't don't compare those. Um, One, I I feel the same way about him. I don't see him as bum. I just – because I already expected that from Zion when he first came in. I didn't have high expectations for him, so that's why I can't compare him. Mm, Because I didn't think he was going to do much. I didn't think he was going to be the next LeBron or nothing like that. Yeah, right, right. I had no high expectations for him. Ben Simmons, even though I didn't like him, I thought he was a very, you know, superior athlete. Yeah. And he showed it in, in Philly until shit started going left. Uh, but Zion, I was like, Zion is fat and lazy. And, like, <laughs> See, I expect him to come in bought, like, being that man. Like, I didn't expect on that On that level of Ja Morant and all them boys right now. Luke, I thought I he was going to get in the physical I shape that he needed to, to like get that. in when he came in the league. Now, that's I what I that part. I, I thought knew. that's what they were going to make him do. Like, yeah, look, I we got a young team. We need to put these pieces together. We gonna just like they put Lamelo. Look, bro, you got to eat certain stuff. Like, nah, see, I knew it wasn't gonna be like that because he in New Orleans, bro. It's hard bro. to say no to all that food down there. 
Bro, he so stayed next to Jordan. The, the house is next to Jordan. How how more more focused can you get? Nah, I tell you, I don't know. But I didn't. I kind of feel like I'm. He, I put them in the same boat. Like, dude, you're healthy. Nigga, go play. Your team's in the playoff. Go play. Mm-hmm. Like, and your and your team is fighting against the number one team in the conference. Fighting. Down. Go play. You got it's to. It's not like you could do it yeah. worse. Y'all already like, losing. They took, me, they took the number one team in the conference to six games. Go play. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't man. Like it's, um, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, these dudes, man, it's just nobody, I don't know, it's just how we grew up and the men that we grew up watching. It's just different now. Yeah. Um, and I know we push on, you know, being more open mentally. And I think there's something that we got to work on is, we tell people to be open mentally, but when they do, it's like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's an excuse. You dummy. You yeah. dummy. <laughs> so, you know, I know for me personally, I got to work on that too. Oh, uh, absolutely. But, yeah, we got to – I'm trying to find a balance, though, because it's like you said, Don, that some people get to the point where you might just be using that as an excuse. Excuse, bro. Uh, like, like, I think like, there's a on. difference between mental health and being soft. Like, having – having you soft. And I think he's soft, man. Yeah, I don't scared. Bro, you've been booed that many times. I will say he will mess you up mentally, but like there's got to be something in you. If you a dog, if you if you claim to be this dog, look, bro, I got something to prove to myself. I don't care about none of these fans. I got something to prove to me. I'm going out there and I'm gonna go get buckets, and then I'm just gonna let the game come back to me like it's been coming to me. Now, you ain't going to go in and bust six threes. That ain't your game. It ain't never been your game. Since high school, it ain't been his game. But it's got to be something you just say. Six threes in the season. Bro. Bro, it's it's tough right now. He he has to go do something. uh, I mean, like I said, man, I'm I'm all for him opening him out and talking about his feelings or whatever. But I hope he gets the offseason comes together and he gets himself together and comes back out next year and balls because – I really ain't got nothing against dude. I just don't like the way he's been going about it the last like year and a half. So I hope this offseason he really takes the time and trying to get himself together and and do what he got to do and then come August. I mean, yeah, September of next year. This year, he's ready to play. Yeah, he need that. He probably need to go overseas and hoop for a minute because that next team is gonna be scary if they all they all here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They gonna be scary. They scary. We'll see. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but now this topic kind of leads us into our, our last topic. Um, and this, you know, shout out my man, um, Josh, my man, the Michael, we had in our group chat, we talked about, you know, the definition of masculinity. Um, mm. and it kind of ties in exactly to what we're talking about with the mental health. And I've been reading a book, uh, shout out my man, T-Bone recommending a book called Battle Cry. Uh, I'm halfway through with that. And that, that hits on a lot of masculinity as well too so how do y'all define or how do you see masculinity what is it to you personally personally mm-hmm. i don't think there's a definition that you can put it's different i think my version of masculinity is being there taking care of yourself first and foremost handling yourself you got a family taking care of your family your kids mm-hmm. that right there is what i think masculinity is because you see all the men in our family, just in general, they they about taking care of their family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, hell, our granddaddy, granddaddy Leroy. That's mm-hmm. what it was. That's a true man right there. Yep. So it was just like, that's that's my idea of masculinity. 
that mm-hmm. it ain't got nothing to do about your sexual orientation and none of that. It's just how you carry yourself and you go about taking care of your business. Yeah, I do. I, and I definitely agree, especially the you know sexuality because I know some gay dudes that it, yeah they're taking care of their masculine than yeah. some of these straight dudes like yeah. it, to me and it's not you know and I kind of said the same thing to them I don't see it's hard to really define masculinity as one thing yeah. um it's not you got to be macho you got to knock this dude out you got to yeah, you know chug nothing. 10 beers and do yeah. this and that um and I think I call you a wimp if you don't do it yeah but, right <laughs> I think our generation is slowly moving away from that, you know, the idea of what a masculine man is. Yeah. Um, so I know for me personally, how I see masculinity is kind of what Don was saying. You, you're that, and not even necessarily like financial provider or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, not that. Yeah, but you're that person that can hold it together. You know, stay strong. Not saying you're not open emotionally. Mm. Uh, and in the book Battle Cry, he talks about being instead of a masculine you're being comprehensive so yes you want to be you know tough guy i'm going to be tough when i have to be tough i have to defend my family i want to be tough and defend my family be courageous i don't mean i need to go out starting stuff defending people's honors things like that um i just want to be there available i want to be able to for me i do want to be able to financially provide for my family i want to be there mentally for my family um help them grow, help my kids grow, uh, right. just be that overall motivator. Um, but there's no masculinity is just completely different now. Like, and how we were just talking about the Ben Simmons situation. Um, I think him just being open about his mental health is showing masculinity to me. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Saying, Hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not okay right now. Yep. You know, <laughs> we can joke clown him, uh, whatever, but that's a huge thing to even say, I'm scared or I'm afraid of this. I don't, this is making me uncomfortable saying stuff. And, you know, one thing in the book too, I picked up on is we really black men, we have problems saying it to each other, especially, uh, Hey, my brother, what you just said to me hurt my feelings for this reason. You know what I'm saying? You know, you somebody told me that I probably like, oh, you're weak ass, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. I'm yeah, sure. Right, but then I'm gonna right. have to digest and be like, this dude is actually strong because ain't no way I would have told somebody they just I hurt my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no I way am. to me that's strength. Um, so I think it's it's changing our mindset a little bit. Man, I I so I so agree with that, man. The definition, there's no true definition. I think. Masculinity is more of a um, a character trait, man. It's it's more of one of those things where a male does things that are one in the mindset the set of being leaders. That's what we're born to be. We're born to lead in some respect, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't mean we always have to be at the forefront of everybody. But that means that we need to be leaders within our own sales first oh yeah you know lead yourself to growth lead yourself to continue to be better because we weren't meant to be passive when it comes to certain things like that um especially when it comes to ourselves i don't think anybody's meant to be that but especially not men um and i think the second thing about that masculinity is um 
what I saw growing up personally, man, is the man was one always on top of his game, man. He was always ready to say, if this don't work, I'm here to create a different option. Let's go find a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've always seen as a man. And so it's kind of groomed me to say, look, I'm not going to just sit back and just let life hit me and not go out there and continue to work and find a change and find growth and fight back to continue to give myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, every example that I've ever had of a masculine person is somebody who continues to fight for more and achievement in, in our organization and my father and my grandfather, it's the same way. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really, um, I think people are kind of getting misconstrued a little bit nowadays. Um, and people are saying, oh, you can't be soft. Well, a man can have feelings. Mm-hmm. A man has emotion, which means a man has feelings. I think it's just being more open nowadays with your feelings. And I think some men may take the back seat and just say all emotion and no fight. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where there could be a disconnect. Um, but that that would be my understanding of masculinity. And, and listeners, viewers, please give us your comments on that, man. I think that is that's an important question to have. You know, what really is masculinity to you? So, oh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, what the the whole the what you said the name of the book was Battle Cry. Battle cry. So I think that's another option, man. I think one for me that hits on masculinity pretty big is something that we we all read is uh male versus man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good book to read. It's just kind of uh, similar too. I I feel like it's very similar to male versus man, but kind of digs deeper to me. Yeah. on the mental health side aspect. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's um just throwing out another book option for everybody yeah. to check out. I feel like that's another good book. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. And going back to kind of what Mel just said about the, you know, feelings and emotions, because uh, when people think of a masculine man, oh, he can't be fearful, he can't cry, he can't do this. Right. Uh, for me personally, and kind of how I plan on raising my son, I want you to be open about your emotions, say how you feel. You need to go step out and cry, go step out and cry. To me, what makes you masculine is being able to be open with your emotions, but also know how to control them. You know, yeah, that's big. Control is big. Yeah, you have yeah, to be able to control your emotions because your emotions can drive you to do some crazy shit. Yep. yep. Um, and it's just your brain that teaches you. And reading this book has been really crazy. Your brain is just the main purpose of your brain is to keep you alive. So it's going to mm-hmm. do whatever it's got to take, but you have to keep training your brain to do what it needs to do. Because uh, if you just stick to what you're doing, you just crying all the time or whatever, and you not really do nothing to change it or Facts. get a handle on it and control it, it's just going to consume you and your brain's mm-hmm. going to try to do whatever it takes to protect you. Um, so you have to do exercises to train your brain, uh, just like you would physically. You have to mentally train yourself. And that's why I read books to mentally train myself um, to think differently, challenge myself. Because if I start thinking differently, my brain patterns and stuff are going to start going, okay. This is right. We can start doing things this way. We're a little bit safer now. Oh man, you you hit something there, man. That's tough because I don't, I like to read, but I'm not a big reader. I ain't gonna front like I am. Mm-hmm. So kind of like training, trying to train my mind with some books like that. I'm gonna lose interest real quick. But unless it's a real good deep book, 
So I'm I'll be trying to find my different ways and to kind of mm-hmm. kind of get that route. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I, yeah. I and I I see the same way, man. Like my wife, man, I I commend her. She can go read a book. She just got a 300 page book, man. She halfway through it. I'm like, you got it two days ago. Just, That's yeah. just her thing. But for me, like I'm a slow reader because I'm I'm a very methodical kind of reader. And so quotes. Like, you know, like small little books, you know, 30, 40 page little quick books or quotes and stuff like that have always been a thing for me. Like I got a um, I put this picture up the first day that I got this job, man. Kid you not. Put this picture up and I type these words out. You're built different. Mm -hmm. Like I put that from day one. I'm built different. And I've continued to tell myself. Look, you're here, but your experiences have built you so different as a as a male that those who haven't struggled, those who haven't kind of been through the through the fire, they haven't had those experiences like this is what makes you unique. And so, yeah, I've had experiences that have torn me down and made me cry as a man. We've all had those things. When we lose something, we lose a loved one. Sometimes you get those emotions. That's normal as a man. That's a masculine kind of character. Everybody should should have some kind of emotion to show as a male. But, man, hey, I'm telling you, man, maybe starting off with those quotes, it started to progress me to read more. I'm reading this book called Kingdom-Minded Man. And, bruh, it's, it's less about spirituality and more about what it looks like in different perspectives of life, in the sports aspect, in the music aspect, of what it looks like on men who have achieved, mm-hmm. and and how they all had the same qualities. So that that's what I like. Yeah. See, I'm different. I'd rather have a conversation. I would rather have a conversation than read a book. That's just my opinion. See, I like, I like that. it. See, I like I you know, I like that too, Don. Um, I can read a book. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm one of the people that read books nonstop. It's probably going to take me a month or two to finish this book, and it ain't even that long. Uh, right. My brain just goes to too many different places. I'll start oh. thinking of different shit. <laughs> uh, so I have to find, like, carve out quiet time in the morning or yeah. just whenever to start reading a book. And I know that's when, when I normally get a book, I normally take a social media break too. Yeah. Uh, so I'll feel that void of wanting to check something and just read the book instead. Um, it's kind of like I started on this book. I took a little break. Uh, but I knew the podcast was coming back on. So it wasn't that long as I would like, but it is what it is. But no, nah, I'm kind of like that, Don. I love conversation. And sometimes it's not even me just talking to somebody. It's, yeah, it can be listening. I like listening. That's why I like listening to certain podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's just absorbing. I love seeing different views and challenging oh, the way yeah. that I think. Um to me, that's masculine and saying challenge the way you think and be open mm-hmm. to other people's opinions, because whether I agree with your opinion or not, I appreciate that you even have an opinion. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. have an opinion. I might not agree with your opinion, but you got it. That's how you feel. I understand why you feel make me, It's going to make me think. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be challenged, man. That's, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. make me think. I love thinking. I'm huge in psychology, uh, so I love it, though. 
But now, um, yeah, I appreciate appreciate y'all's insight on that, uh, what masculinity is. And the, those listening, man. Ain't no one definition, man. Yeah, there's no, no definition. One definition. Um, no definition to it. Nah, just uh, do what you think um, and go with that and be open minded and listen to yeah. other people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll learn so much. We we all have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, so you got to you got to utilize other people. We God put all these people on the planet for a reason, uh, just so we can learn from each other. We're all unique in our own special way. Every single one yeah. of us. Uh, but now. All right. So I appreciate y'all y'all's inputs on the topics today. Uh, we're going to jump into our, our first pick them and leave them of the season. Yeah, uh, got a good one Please. here. Uh, so we're going to pick one. I'm going to list eight things. We're going to pick one. Uh, and let me know what y'all think. Uh, so oh, first sheesh. one, you get to pick one choice. Number one, 10,000 cash immediately. Number two, free rent or mortgage for six months. And it starts next year. Number three, perfect credit score. Number four, Unlimited airline tickets for life. Number five, a brand new home, but you can never sell it and never move. Number six, free groceries for five years. Number seven, a brand new luxury car. You can never sell it and never own any other car. And number eight, unlimited free medical care for life. It's tough, man. (laughs) It's tough. It is tough. But honestly... I'll, I'll give you one that I absolutely know that I can get too fucked about. Hold on, hold that though, because we're gonna do that oh, yeah, after right, this. Yeah, okay, we're gonna oh, pick which one. Okay. I feel this like one. that's yeah. easy. I feel like that's easier for me than picking the one that I would All take. Right. I I I know how you think, man. I already know you're going with that. Right, I'm gonna pick mine. I'm gonna go first. So okay. mine is unlimited airline tickets for life. That, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I need that. That's be, a good to one. To be able dog. to, because I like to travel. So if I can get up and travel unlimited, <laughs> dog, hey, oh, I'm doing I'm breakfast and friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I'm going to have breakfast and friends. <laughs> you know what I'm so bougie. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And you got to have no money? Let's go. That's what I'm saying. You ain't even got no money to go do that. <laughs> Man. All right. Who's next? Who's picking next? Like Man, I I'm a, I'm gonna pop this off, man. Um, I'm going three, man. I'm going with that perfect credit score. Because I'm gonna tell you like this, man. With the perfect credit score, man, I can make some stuff move. I can go get the house I want. Mm-hmm. I can go get the car I want. Like I can make I can make some things like really move and jump, man. And I think that guys are starting to see like you got some credit. You got some power. And so I'm, I'm going to say this, that, though. That perfect credit score, man. I'm going to throw this in there about perfect credit score. Is you can have a perfect credit score and be broke at Back. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can that borrow bad, some money bro. with a perfect credit now, score. Now, yeah, with perfect credit score, they're more willing to loan you some bread. But you can also be broke and have that fire-ass credit. <laughs> that's, that's real. Uh man. This is tough, bro. Just to be different, I don't want to choose the same thing, y'all. So the airline thing would be super clutch. And the creative core would be clutch. But 
uh, it's kind of tough because I'm going between two right now. I'll give you the one that I'm going to pick now, but I think the one that I would absolutely go with would be a brand new house. I hate, I hate fucking moving. So mm-hmm. if I build this house <laughs> in my image, I'm not worried about leaving it. I'll be cool with it. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go with that. But my close second would be unlimited free health care, medical care. Just with the simple fact on both sides of my family's the health issues that we have, mm-hmm. it's kind of inedible <laughs> as I get older. Yeah. So it's just like being able to go to the doctor and just for a hell of it. Hey, I know I ain't got to pay for it. If I have <laughs> unlimited free medical care, uh, scrape I my leg. A... Hey, doc. Uh, <laughs> doc. <laughs> Do I need surgery or yeah. you know, take care of it? Yeah. You know, whichever one you're paying for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care if it's surgery or the one. Which one? <laughs> so I, but I think it would have to be a house. Just for the simple fact, bro, I hate I hate moving, dog. I, I ain't nothing moving, worse than yeah. life than moving, dog. I don't care it's if it's the next door. I hate it. It's stressful, dog. I come to the point, too, when I move that I'm not moving shit. I want to pay somebody to move my shit. Bro. Um, so if I'm moving, I have to know, taking consideration, I'm paying somebody to move. Like, when we moved here... Uh, last year, it sucked for me too because it was Fourth of July weekend. I would Ooh. had money set to the side to pay people to move my shit, and I could <laughs> not find a company that could fit my days. And I was sick. I was like, I saved money to not have to do this shit, and still look at me doing this shit, um, bro. I had somebody. The good thing was we I, we packed it up. Me and the kid packed everything up. We loaded up the truck. I had a uh, one of my frat brothers out here help me load it. I was able to pay a company to unload, which was oh, that's super close. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was close. like, perfect. I was like, all right, man, y'all unload this shit. So I was just chilling my new house. Y'all do all the heavy lifting. We good. But let me see. I feel like that's a healthy balance right there. Yeah, that's a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. I'll either pack it or unpack it, but I don't want to do both. Ah, see, <laughs> I think I would rather pack because I'll get more excitement. Like, Ooh, I'm packing this shit to get yeah. a new house. Unload is like packing for shit. sure. Cause I'm packing, bro. You got the you're trying to figure out where shit goes, and that's not what I'm trying to worry about. I still bro. got about three boxes down here that ain't been unpacked in almost a year. That's, that's deep. He probably don't even know what's in them. No, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's I, deep. Let me see. My close second, since you pick a close second, I'm gonna pick one. My close second is gonna be free groceries for five years, just because I got a lot of kids. These motherfuckers eat see everything. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Price of groceries is nuts right now. Stupid right now. So for five years, boy, if I can not spend a dime on groceries, shit, man, some stupid right stuff. Yeah, my my close second is gonna be that house, man, because I'm already white. I I got put my notice in uh, in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, we're gonna have to call start color coordinating stuff. All the stuff that's green go in the living room. All the stuff that's blue go mm-hmm. in my room. I bro, hate it, bro. it's ain't nothing worse than it, dog. And ain't nothing worse. I know you just said you finna move and you need help. You know, I'm family calling. Yeah. But <laughs> in quotations, <laughs> I hate when a motherfucker call me. Hey, bro, can you help me move? I hate it. Oh yeah, bro. I hate it. I'm instantly throwing a fit. <laughs> I love you and I might help you, but it's still I'm not gonna enjoy it. I'm, I'm not gonna best. be hyped yeah. to help you at all. Nah, you showing me rooms. I'm like, all right, bro. I feel like to me, and I somebody said it. To me, when you hit a certain age, I feel like you just just pay somebody. Like you have, yeah. when you in your thirties, I feel like you just need to pay somebody to do it. Like when you young, Bro, teens, early twenties, <laughs> yeah. you bounce an apartment. Yeah, you get your homies. 
y'all drink, have fun that night. But 30s is like, hey, pay somebody to do it. Get the- right, no, I was talking, I said I felt old too. The dudes that was unloading my uh truck, they was like mid 20s. It took them a couple hours to unload everything. They were yep, no, it was like under 20s. Uh, because I know one dude was talking about his 21st birthday was in a couple days. Um, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, y'all do y'all <laughs> thing. What what killed me was after they unloaded it. You know, they sweating, dripping. They, we had a lot of shit, man. Four-bedroom house. Nah, they, yeah. We had a lot of shit, dog. When they got done, they went to another job. I said, you got something else after this? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm tired of looking at you. <laughs> they were like, oh, no. yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, we're going to do another job. And then we'll probably, uh, you know, hang out after that. Fam, if I did another <laughs> job, I'm not coming at the house for a week. <laughs> I'm on ice. I'm not uh, touching a box for a week. Uh, <laughs> nah, hey, shout out to people in moving companies because I don't know how you can move people. I can't shit. do it, though. You can't pay me enough to move shit every day and just be my back would be on fire. Well, <laughs> like, shout out to my wife, dog. Because when we moved to Dallas, bro, we moved all the shit off the truck at like midnight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm not touching the box or I sleep on the floor tonight. I don't care. Like, I'm not <laughs> moving nothing. Like, yeah. I'm tired. She's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and put the bed together. I'm like, fuck. Now I gotta put the bed. It means I gotta put the bed together. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, I put the bed together. I was sick. If it wasn't for her, I'd have been on that floor for about two, three days. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It'd yeah. be cool, though. Because you get when you get in that position, you're like, man, I can't have my wife sitting here doing this. And yeah, I'm laying right. I'm looking exactly. stupid. <laughs> I don't put like damn girl up. shit. <laughs> I don't put the couch together, the beds up, and the well ah. about four o'clock in the morning. I still ain't with the bed. Oh yeah, that's ugly. That's super. I, yeah, I tell you this: the worst, worst thing, man, is you. Uh, you have somebody say, "Hey, man, I need you to help me move." You know, move some of my partner stuff, and you like, "Bro, I do it." And then they turn around and leave early. <laughs> I'm gonna make excuses, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna make a thousand excuses before I commit. Sheesh. I'm like, hold on, bro. Let me check my calendar. Oh, what day was wife. it again? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure the wife ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, asking everybody, you doing something? You got some <laughs> shit I need to come do? Oh, I'm man. Happy. But I think another reason why I say five is I can't move. That's cool. I can always add on, bro. I can renovate. I can do something. I can make it different. That is so, true. That's so true. I can always make something different. So. All right. So we'll do a quick flip. Which one is absolutely garbage and just shouldn't even be on the list? I'm going to go luxury car, bro. I don't care about no damn luxury car. Yeah. I'm not only care. driving one luxury car either. That's <laughs> yeah, absolutely care. not. Like, nah. no. Yeah, that was going to be my... My luxury car ain't a luxury car. I want a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Nah, my luxury car is a 6 4 Impala. I want some old. Like, I'm going no, back in the day. And that's yeah. not finna be my everyday car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want, I'm not trying to drive a luxury car every day. No, Imagine me in right. a Phantom just driving to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like... <laughs> Mad as hell, someone up at the cart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bent them up. Oh, sick. Yeah, now I got parked all the way. Hey, ain't nothing worse, too, when you park far away and then somebody still decides to park next to you. Like, bruh, all these spots you pull up right here next to me. You want to park right next to me? That's annoying. That burns still. me up. That burns that, me up. Yeah, dog. that burns me up. Like, fam, I parked back here for a reason. <laughs> you parked right next to me. That's like, being in a big ass bathroom, I'm using the urinal. Bruh. All of them is open, and you come you got sit next to me open. right outside oh, of right me, bro. Yeah, you breathing on me, me and shit. Hell nah, that pisses me off. Yeah, uh, that's gonna burn me up. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the car one though. That was just stupid to me. Ain't no way. Yeah, I don't care. Ain't no it. car that special to where I only want that one nah. car the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I might have that 2025 Phantom. 
2026 Venom go shit on it. Come on, dog. Woody. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm good. Ah, all right. That's our pick them and leave them. Uh, definitely let us know what y'all rocking with. Uh, curious to get y'all's opinions. Um, well, let's let's get ready to wrap this bad boy up. So, who been a while? So, what or who are we thankful for? I'll uh, I'll jump in this one first. Um, for me personally, I'm thankful for faith. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like I said, with this new career change and all this, even just to step out and say, "Hey, I want to leave my job." Um, one of the scariest things I've ever done, man. You know, I got a family, I got a lot of responsibility. Uh, it's scary. I mean, it still scares me, even though I got the job, and right. I'm still scared to death. I ain't gonna. That's me being masculine, opening up with y'all. I'm scared of the shitless right now. Uh, but I'm ready. I'm also excited. I'm eager. Uh, I mm-hmm. want to be challenged. Uh, I know one thing my therapist always said is don't ask God to challenge you if you're not going to be ready for Bro. it. Because it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. So if you're going to ask for it, be ready for it. And mm. I ask for it. Scared shitless. Uh, but I have faith, man. I, you know, I really felt God. I prayed on it prayed on it, prayed on it again, prayed on it some more. Mm-hmm. And I just felt God talking to me and just saying, look, trust me, quit freaking out right now. Trust me. Yeah. Like, and I always tell people like, when has God ever let you down and not got you through something? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Cause we all know the answer to that is never. And yet we still get scared. You know what I'm saying? We still get scared. And that's just the human nature of us. Because we're still going to get nervous, even though we know every single time I face adversity, I've overcame it. You know what I'm saying? To me, in life, there's no such thing as taking an L because you've learned from it. It's made you better. Uh, you only really take an L if you let it discourage you and stop trying or you don't take anything away from it. That's the only time you really take an L in life. A setback is just God's way of saying, OK, you need to do this better. Uh, you need to think about things a little bit differently. You know, see. you got to yep. fail. Um, and we get scared to death to fail, um, whether it's people, people's opinions of us or what. We get scared. But, you know, it took a lot of faith for me to even click apply on the job, dog. Bro. <laughs> to even do an interview and keep going, doing yeah, interviews. Please. It's uh, to me. So, you know, I'm thankful for my faith, man. I'm thankful that that faith comes from, you know, different people, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so appreciate everybody that's helped me build my faith and to get to that level. So that's where I'm at. What y'all got? Man, <laughs> man you know what? I'm, um, bro, I'm thankful for my, my little man. He is, um, bro, he has been so so amazing man super bowl champ two ring mally two ring two ring mally man the man just had five touchdowns but uh my man has hold on my man had 183 yards five touches and five touchdowns bro (laughs) no ped he was no no ped (laughs) no peds bro he he was torching but man i'm i'm so thankful man i woke him up yesterday and my son keeps me grounded with some of the stuff that, that he kind of speaks, man. Um, and I, I said, hey, man, look, we're going to do a devotional today. Um, you know, we had a long, rough night. 
the night before, a long, long day that Saturday, and we didn't we ended up missing church. So got up, I did a devotional with him, did a devotional with uh Jazz. But um man, I, I told him I said, I said, man, I'm I'm gonna teach you about uh Jonah and the well, man. And we just tell him the story, man. And he said, All right, all right, that's that's cool, daddy. I said, So what'd you what'd you get? He said, Well, God gave him a second chance, even though they wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. And I said, All right, cool. So that night he goes and prays and he says, Thank you for giving people second chances. Thank you for continuing to love us when we don't always do what we're supposed to do. Mm. And I pray that I get an opportunity to help people get a second chance, like Jonah. Man. And I was like, yeah, that's powerful. Bruh, coming from a mouth yeah. of a five-year-old, that yeah. just it put me in a perspective like, mm-hmm. like you got all of that. Have a child like we just faith. watched a little clip and talked yeah. about it, bro. It was and it I'm I'm so thankful because I, I know God uses him, man, honestly, to continue to put my mind in perspective. Like, hey, look, I've given you a chance to continue to to work and and progress in life. I want you to continue to give those opportunities to your your fruits of your labor. So I'm I'm thankful for him, man. Man, I felt that. Yes, so, uh, uh, man, uh, I'm thankful for my mother-in-law, aka Gigi. Uh, yeah. A lot of people know that she's been battling an illness for a couple years now, and. Uh, we still got God on our side and we gonna and he's he's still gonna see it through though. So, but uh I just wanna say I'm thankful for her, man. She's done so much for my daughter, um, my wife, my in-law siblings. She's done so much with battling this disease and still being able to to be in the forefront of, of their lives and my daughter's life. So uh anytime she comes to Dallas, man, you would never know something's going on. She's up and running around doing this, doing that. Uh, I would just have to say I, I'm I'm grateful thankful uh for everything that she's done for me accepting me as a son in her life mm-hmm. um welcoming me with open arms opening my my parents um they get together they cut up they drink man so i love being able to see that but i just want to say i'm thankful for her man i just uh everybody man everybody everybody can just throw out a quick prayer man and just ask for strength that'll oh, be yeah, clutch buddy. that'll be real clutch not just for her but the family in general um, that would that'll be grateful for sure. And uh man, we know God gonna see every God gonna get make sure everything okay and see it through. So yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna stress about it too much, man. So uh but yeah, definitely her for sure. Oh yeah, man. And yes, sir. I love people like that too, where they going through the most and they just don't show it at all to you. No excuses, bro. Uh that yeah, that's why I'm a big no excuses person. No man. excuses, bro. Um, I love that and just another thing God, from what, what you just said, man, her accepting as a son. I think about that, too, especially now that we have kids, man. Like, think about how much you have to trust somebody to take your child. You know what oh, I mean? Geez. Like, I know we all got young kids. So we way far away from that. But, you know, I can't imagine, especially I got my oldest is about to be 11 in a couple of weeks. Uh, one day she's going to go off and want to get married. And it's like, I got to trust this dude. Like, exactly. You can't take my little girl, dog. Like, mm-hmm. like so in our situations, 
Because uh, in our situations, man, coming from Kentucky, both our ladies are from Kentucky and we're from Virginia and Texas. So that's real. Like, it's a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a lot of trust. Yep. But no, it's uh, no, definitely uh, definitely something to think about, man. And It's scary. So we know how much it means for somebody to trust us. So like, we can't, we can't break that trust for nothing. Uh, especially, you know, somebody's father let us take their daughters. Um, so that's a, you know, that's a lot of responsibility, man. Yeah, big time. <laughs> so I got to make sure I'm on my game. I goes back to the masculinity too of, you know, make sure I'm doing my part, uh, being open emotionally, physically, whatever for my wife. Um, so that when she does get to that stage, she knows the example. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Daughter knows how it should look. Um, So that way she knows. And really, it's not even about you trusting that other person. It's trusting your kid that they know what they're doing. Because, like, think about your mother-in-law. She probably was like, Marky really trusts and loves his dude. So (laughs) I trust her judgment. So if she believes this is him, this is him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And she's going to roll with that. So. You know, you're right. Set that set that tone early, man. Let these kids know how things should be. Sons, let your sons know how you should be taking care of a woman uh, yep. to gain that trust of the father and mother of that family uh, with your daughters. This is how a man yep. should be treating you. You know what I'm saying? It's the way I treat your mother is how you should be treated. Don't accept nothing less. Um, kind of the whole That's talk it. of this, this whole episode is, you know what I'm saying? Just value yourself, man. It's like the number one thing. Like I said, this year is to always value yourself. Um, so know your worth, man. Uh, but now nah, that's uh that's it, man. First first episode back is done. Uh whew, again, it feels great being back, just talking, getting stuff off your chest, man. This is another yeah, form man. of therapy to me right here. Ah. Day one, episode one. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> the bugs, the yeah, oh, man. It feels good, man. It feels good, but. Uh, nah, I love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. Bro. Uh, Mel, welcome officially to the show. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank sir. you. Appreciate and value you and your input on here, man. And that's it, man. We uh we done, baby. We He's in two episodes. We have this book. bitch. We have this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, we'll catch here. y'all next week. We back though, baby. We bike. Yeah, we I are know. bike. <laughs> bike. It's the Light Ones <laughs> podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Yep.